beautiful. Welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast, the place to be to learn how to get anything you want, whether it's more money, more customers, or even to get your kiddo to go to bed on time or your spouse to help with the laundry. I'm your host, Kendrick Shope, and welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. Welcome to the Kendrick Shope Show. It is Boss Lady Monday, and I have a total boss lady here with us, Megan Flat. And you're in for a treat today. Megan and I have been talking about how long we have known each other, and uh, I can't wait to dive in. But Megan, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. Oh my gosh, Kendrick, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I truly mean that. I've been looking forward to this since we scheduled it. So I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited as well, as you can tell on my face. Like I, I, <laughs> I can't fake anything. So this this big smile, just seeing your face, just it, it, it tells how I feel about this. So Megan, tell everybody about what you do. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I wanted you to come in, but tell everybody what you do, who you help, all of that jazz. Absolutely. Well, I am a business growth strategist, but I work um, primarily with women who are running amazing businesses while also raising families. So I call, I call us the mama CEOs. Um, so I work with women who, you know, they want to, they want to build thriving businesses. They want to make money. They want to use their brains. They want to help their audience and they want to be able to pick their kids up from school or volunteer in the library or, um, you know, have a schedule that allows them to travel during the summer and, you know, all of those things, but still contribute financially to the fa to the family, use their skills and, you know, find the flow between all of the different hats we wear. Yeah. And I think that one of the, the, the number, one of the number one, one of the number one, if not the number one, one of the most popular questions that I get asked all the time is how do you do it? How are you a mom, a wife, a sister, people don't usually ask about a sister, but a daughter, a, you know, maybe a, a, mom, a CEO, usually it's mom and CEO and occasionally wife. And I, I tell the joke all the time, you know, it's the truth is it's not pretty a lot of time. No. We're lucky to have on clean underwear some days. Absolutely. And, and, but that's, that's the, one of the reasons, aside from the fact that I adore you and we have such a, a, a long history, I wanted you to come on and talk about, because the truth is I'm not the expert here. I'm not even close to the expert. I've made so many mistakes. So what would you say to that very broad, very general question? How do you do it all? How do you do all those things that you said your people want to do? Pick your kids up, be with your kids, run a business that makes money. How do you do all those? Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not pretty. And I don't have it all figured out. You know, I've got some great best practices and I've got some great tips and we can draw on time management, we can draw on business, we can draw on some parenting advice, you know, we can draw on all of these things. But I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing to remember is, is um, we're, we're all kind of in this together, you know, and I think we all know like, oh, social media and you know, that there's this, this kind of, oh, this person has it all figured out. And I love that you just said like, gosh, we're lucky we have on clean underwear. Cause like if, if, if Kendrick even says that, then, you know, that's what I want my clients to know is that you can do it. You, you can do it all. You just can't do it all at the same time. And nobody has it figured out. Nobody is doing it perfect. And there's not, 
a perfect way. There's a perfect way for you. And that's what I really want to help my clients figure out is, um, you know, I don't love the term work-life balance because balance to me feels like, I mean, one little slip and now you're out of balance, right? So I really prefer the idea of like this work-life flow. Like we want to figure out how can we flow between the different hats that we wear. Um, a, a mentor of mine years and years and years ago, I think before I even had kids, talked about this analogy of um, spinning plates versus a juggler. And so a juggler has to touch every single ball rhythmically, has to keep their eye on all of the balls all at the same time. If one ball comes crashing down or if one ball falls, the rest all come crashing down. And I think that's how sometimes we think like we're juggling all of the balls, right? We hear people say that. Yes, this is brilliant. But this idea of the plate spinner, if you go to the circus and you, yeah, the plate yeah. spinner puts some energy, puts some attention into getting one plate spinning, then that plate spins on its own while they put energy into spinning the other plate. And they can stand back and kind of serve it. Oh, that plate is starting to slow down a little bit. I better go spend a little time with my kids or I want to have a, a kid day or, a, or I want to spend some time spinning my kids' plates. And then I can come over here and I can get my business plate spinning. And then when it's it, when it's, um, you know, systematized for the day or it's running for the day, then I can, you know, I can adjust. And if I decide, whoa, I've got way too many plates spinning right now, I can take one plate down, set it on the table. The rest keeps spinning. Not everything comes crashing down. So that's kind of my goal is helping women, which plates do you want to spin? How much do you need to spin each one? Where does the energy need to go at any given time? And if we're talking, we can be talking hour to hour, you know, what do you need to be doing at 9 a.m. versus what you're doing at 2 p.m.? We can be talking week to week or season to season. Like you might be in the middle of a launch. So that's a really busy business yeah. plate spinning time. And then it might be summer break for your kids or vacation for your kids. And that's a kid spinning plate. So yeah, uh, that, what a great analogy. I've never thought about that. The minute you said juggling versus plate spinning, I saw it in my head. I was like, oh, well, of course that makes, I mean, it makes sense, but yep. I've, I've never thought about it like that. I think that's a great visual. That's a great sales tactic, by the way, to, to it makes it very visual in my head, which is good. I'll be taking notes while we're talking. <laughs> Anytime you can invoke more than one cents of one of the five or six or 25 cents is whatever you're, you're, you're doing, you're doing a good sales job. So, okay. So let's get into this a little bit. So, you know, oh, as my dog, let's talk about balance, just burst open my doors. That's great. Right. So <laughs> let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of specifics here. So let's say that, you know, in, in, uh, this all makes sense. And in theory, this sounds wonderful. And then you, 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 you're into a good rhythm and a good flow. Kids are at school from whatever to whatever or have care or whatever. And, and you're going to get your, your, your business plate spinning during those hours. And then you're going to put it up and you're good about putting it up. And then all of a sudden you've got this major work thing and the kid's sick mm -hmm. and there's nobody there to keep them. Cause inevitably the worlds yeah. are going to crash at some point. Absolutely. What do you do? How do you be the good mama? How do you be the good CEO? What do you do? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I've got, okay. So I've got some kind of heart centered advice and then I've yeah. got some practical advice. All right, great. We'll do both. First of all, give yourself some grace, you know, cut yourself some slack. And, and one of the things that, um, that I think it's really important, it's okay to have multiple emotions all at the same time. And it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be bummed out. It's okay to be like, darn, you know, darn, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that my child is sick. And wow, that really ruined my plans for the day. And it's okay to have those. And you're not a bad mom for feeling like, oh shoot, 
that that changes things. And I think that's the other thing that we're constantly trying, like, well, I shouldn't feel this way or it shouldn't feel that way or no, you get to have all of those emotions all at once. Um, so I think it's really important. And then, and then it's, it's important as, as business owners, whether you're a mom business owner or not, but especially as entrepreneurs that we need to be the, the beauty of it is that we are fast moving ships. We're more agile than like a big company that, you know, some, mm -hmm. some huge company that's planning out, you know, six months, two years in advance, you know, we can be a little more flexible. And so one of the big things that I recommend is thinking about your, your week in terms of chunks of time. And then only putting specific things in those chunks of time. So if you have 57 things on your to-do list, and actually we'll talk about streamlining too, because that's a really big thing. But if you've got 57 things on your to-do list and now your child is home from school sick, you, ah, now I'm, I have these 57 things that I was going to do. Well, you weren't realistically going to do 57 things in, in a day, but we have that mental, like that, you know, everything just collapsed. So if you already have your week structured a little bit more that it's like, okay, Tuesdays are maybe client days or Thursdays from nine to 11, I work on creating content. If you have your week in, in those time chunks, I call it your weekly workflow. If you already have your week broken into those time chunks, then when something does erupt, like a kid is homesick or, you know, something happens in your business that you need to address, you're not trying to reschedule 57 things. You're looking at like, okay, my child is home from sick and I was going to, my child is homesick and I was going to spend this time creating content. And then I, I um, had set aside some time to check in with all my clients. Now, you know, exactly the two things or three things that need to get shifted or need to get adjusted. So a lot of it is kind of the mindset about how we treat our kind of to-do lists and our busy schedules. So then yeah. at that point you can like readjust, you can, you know, shift things into other time slots or, or, you know, change things up a little bit that way. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, it took me a while to learn, but sort of blocking my time. Um, you know, Mondays are, are, are relatively free. So if I need to go to a doctor's appointment or, and, and that's more for me, I guess, and Fridays are relatively free, but they're not free. You know, I mean, that, that, that free doesn't necessarily mean free. It just means yeah. that's where things get scheduled that are not necessarily for work and just giving myself permission to to put those things on the calendar, which of course exactly. you have to, but exactly. I find I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Today, I made a doctor's appointment for September. Right. And you know, like I was looking at my calendar, I'm like, okay, good. I, I'm, I need to see the doctor in September. So let's put it on the calendar. And I mean, that seems insane to me. The, the Kendrick of three years ago would have been like, are you kidding me? Right. You took time in June to make a doctor's appointment in September. Have you lost your mind? But okay, well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about these these two dirty words. Actually, they're probably not dirty words, but together I think that they are two of the grossest words in the human English language. So Mommy sad. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk about, you know, until and 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 no disrespect to anybody who doesn't have kids, but until I had kids, I'll only speak for myself, I had no idea what mommy guilt was. I thought I understood it. Right. But until you feel that gut-wrenching guilt that everybody, oh, don't do guilt. It doesn't serve a purpose. Well, fantastic. Tell that to my stomach as I want right. to throw up because yeah. of this decision I've made. So what do we do about mommy guilt when it comes to our time and stuff like that? So it is no surprise that I am, I am a huge fan of planning. I love post-it notes. If, you're, if, if I turn my camera around, you'll see all the different post-it note plans up all over my office. And I think that... 
um, guilt and resentment and overwhelm and all of these words, I think they show up when our expectations don't meet our reality. So, <laughs> My expectations never meet reality. So right? I'm the queen of fantasy land. <laughs> right? Exactly. And I think, so I think that when we feel like, well, I should be doing more, or I should be doing better, or I should be doing this, or I've got all of these big, you know, we were just talking about kind of streamlining a little bit. Like I've got all of these big ideas in my business, or I, gosh, I should be more active on Instagram or, you know, all of these things that like we should be doing or could be doing. And I think that's where those emotions like, like mommy guilt, like overwhelm, like resentment, like fear, you know, all those things start to show up when, when there's a disconnect. So I think the, the first step is to really just kind of step back and, and say, what kind of, what kind of mom do I want to be? You know, what kind of, what, what is important? What are my values? What's important to me? What's important to my family? And, you know, just instantly letting go of the, like, well, I'm going to do it all and I need to be perfect and really decide you know, how do I want to, you know, do I want to volunteer in the classroom? Do, you know, do I want to drive on field trips? I realized as my kids were going through school that I actually like, you know, driving on field trips versus volunteering in the classroom on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. um, you know, or that I like to chair a committee for a, like a one-time event where I kind of have a start and an end time to it again, versus, you know, maybe, maybe being on some kind of board that meets all the time. So I kind of think about like, how do I want to, how do I want to participate? How do I want to show up? Because then it's back to that plate spinning. Then I can say, okay, well, this is where I want to focus my time. And even when it comes to, um, the day to day, like getting really clear on what's important to you. Is it important for you to drive your kids to school or is it important for you to, you know, spend time in the afternoon with them doing homework? Or is it important for you to be there, you know, every day for a little bit of time, or maybe it's important for you to have longer chunks of time, you know, and kind of when you're not in that mommy guilt state where you feel like you're doing everything wrong. And believe me, I still feel, you know, I still have those moments, but when you can come at it from a really, um, kind of logical place and say, okay, it's really important for me. These are the things that I value. You know, this, these are, these are the things that our family values. And so this is where I really want to put in effort. And it doesn't mean I have to pick my kids every, up every day from school. So, or it doesn't mean that I need to be the sole provider. It doesn't mean that I can't get extra childcare because these are the things that are important. And so I think starting there. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. And I would, I would say, you know, just being a little bit, I don't know if this is the right word. Maybe you can help me, Megan, but just being a little bit more strategic about things. Again, I'm no expert, but uh, last summer, I didn't know. I, 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 kids are involved. I, I don't know how I miss this, but kids are involved in camps and they have all these things to do. And Hallianna wasn't in any, in any of those because it was the first year really that that kind of came into play for right. us and I just missed it. And so we spent a whole lot of time inside because I worked. Mm -hmm. um, she spent a whole lot of time on the iPad mm -hmm. more than I am, I am proud of, but it was what we did. And so this summer I devoted a whole day to sitting down and realizing, okay, how do we get her scheduled? How do we get her planned so that I can still work in the summer with her home and she is, you know, engaged. And so I think, but 
and also realizing, okay, she's going into middle school. Where do I want to involve? I don't have to sign up for everything or wait yeah. till the last minute and then feel guilty and say, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it exactly. in the middle of a crazy season. So to kind of think those things through. Ahead yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that made me think of two comments and now of course I've forgotten one. One is, um, I was just recently listening to a podcast and the woman was, they were, they were kind of talking about society and patriarchy and things like that. And I think that women have been told for a really long time that we have to do everything, that we have to do it all. We have to do it all well. And I think that the mommy guilt isn't, I, I feel this way with like mommy wars. I don't think you and I are trying to be in a mommy war with each other. I yeah. think it's, you know, it's this outside, it's these outside, well, you, it's these outside influences, whether it's media or wherever it's coming from, it's like, oh, well, you're supposed to be doing it this way, or you're supposed to be breastfeeding, or you're supposed to be no screen time or whatever it is. It's like, we get all of this influence. And I think that the woman on this interview was saying it's, that's to keep us small. That's to keep us down, you know, and when we talk about making money and when we talk about running these successful businesses and, and all of these things, it's like, if, if we're being told you can't make money because you're a bad mom, or you can't run your business because, you know, you need to be showing up for this kid or this kid or this volunteer activity, like those are outside forces keeping us small and keeping us, you know, held back. And so I think that's yeah, something that's, to remember too. Yeah. I would agree with that. You know, I, I, I'm on this big kick where I'm talking more and more about self-help and, 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 um, self-help is wonderful. I, I realize that, but I also think that self-help doesn't always do us the, the, the positive, um, make the positive impact that we think it should. You know, you read about, you need to do these 15 things to be a good mom and you read about, from experts and you read about these right. 15 things that you need to do to be a good mom and they conflict or they whatever. And all the, I mean, at some point you just have to, like you talked about earlier, what is valuable to you and your family? You know, yeah. what is, what is the choice I need to make right now for, to put myself, you know, to, to give myself a chance and to give my kid a chance. And, and, I think we forget that. We forget. And, and I think, and this was the other point that I wanted to make. And so my kids are seven and 10 now, and, and you know, your daughter's a little bit older. And so there's a different conversation that we're having. But I think even, even when you have really young, when you have babies that you can't necessarily rationalize this concept with them, but you can still have this concept as a family. One of the things that I talk to my kids about, I think that, um, I think that parents and I think moms and women in specific have been told like we have to do everything for everyone else mm -hmm. and that we are taking care of the family or we are providing for the family. And one of the things that I've really tried to do with my family is that, that we all, it's, it's everyone's job to make our family run successfully. And every single person in our family, my, my husband, my seven-year-old, my 10-year-old, every single person in our family has a role that they need to play in helping our family be successful. And so sometimes when you put your daughter or you tell your daughter that she gets extra iPad time so that you can finish up something for work, that's her role in making your family successful you know, and, and so I love that. What a pot. That's brilliant. Megan. Right. So it's not, it's not you doing something wrong. It's as a family, we have some goals and, and again, it's not your business goals, like stuck, you know, mm -hmm. stuck over here. And then like the family's over here. No, as a family, one of our family goals is running this business or launching this yeah. program or helping these women. 
And so then everyone in the family, so it's not um, with your spouse or your partner or your mom or your neighbor, hey, can you help me out? It's not that. It's, hey, we're doing this as a family. And what, what, I, what, what I need is for you guys to go to some extra math tutoring today so that I can get something done. Or I need you to go, you know, I need you to stay in aftercare or I need you to have some quiet playtime. That's, that's your role in helping our family achieve these goals. I love that. I, that is so incredibly smart. Uh, and I, we're going we're gonna to institute that into our house immediately and into this business because you're right. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it takes when you have kids, it takes, it takes cooperation from everybody for these types of businesses to be successful. And I, I say to Hallie and all the time, you know, if, if we have the conversation about you're working a lot or you're whatever, I'm like, yes, you are absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that with me, sweetie. I understand. But on the flip side, I get to do a lot of things that mommies who go into an office don't get to do. Exactly. Yep. And we talk about that a lot too in my family. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So um, I've got a confession to make actually. I think that, you, and, and, and this is a little, little, probably still a little too raw to confess, but one of the ways that I allowed mommy guilt to really, really get me. And I, you know, I, it's like when you recognize your, your limiting thoughts, it seems like, great, I've overcome that. The world is brighter. And then your limiting thoughts get smarter. <laughs> And all of a sudden you're right back thinking crappy yep. things. You don't even know you're Absolutely. doing it. Well, mommy gills, I feel like is the same way. And so I, I realized this year that I would say yes to a lot of opportunities within the business that required me to travel, that required me to leave. And Megan, it would get right up to time where I was supposed mm -hmm. to leave and I would back out. Mm -hmm. I would be sick at my stomach. I would say, I've got a little bit of separation anxiety anyway. And it's not that I was worried about my kid's safety because I wasn't right. at all. Her dad is wonderful, but I would, um, you know, I, I literally think I made myself physically ill mm -hmm. thinking, and it was because she was saying, don't go. And because I was mm -hmm. feeling guilty and I missed all these opportunities, which is fine. I, I, I made a choice, but I realized somebody said to me one time, you, I, I would imagine you want your daughter to see you saying yes and to see you living life. And that's why you started this business. And every time mm -hmm. you get sick or you can't go, you're not doing her any favors. Mm -hmm. you know, you're letting that, I can't tell you how many times I've made a complete fool out of myself by saying, yes, I'll be there. And then I can't get on the plane. Right. Um, I've worked through it, but mommy killed or whatever that is can be right. a really powerful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that is, and I think that that is something to, to really think about it. And I was just having this conversation with someone as well. And I think, I think that that is, um, again, like where, where, when you're not in that place, when you're not in that moment, if you can kind of step back from it and, and what you were saying too about, I think it's really important for us to set really great examples for our kids. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, again, I think moms are kind of told we have to do it all. We can't, I remember really early on, this is about something else, but I remember really early on, um, as far as in relationships, um, hearing some like, um, parenting advice about how you, um, you want your kids to kind of see you get upset and recover from it. Mm -hmm. whether it's with your spouse or just with a situation, because that's showing them that they can be upset and that they can get over it. Um, and so that it's, you know, so, and I kind of think about that with these situations too. It's important for our, 
our kids to see us and for us to set an example of us taking care of ourselves, setting boundaries of saying, saying no to them sometimes too, because we're also, we're also teaching them how to respect their own boundaries. And, and I don't want to raise my daughter or my son, but I don't want to raise my daughter to think that she has to say yes to everything or that she has to be at her children's beck and call or, you know, whatever it is, because I don't want that, you know, kind of lifestyle for her. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then when I, when I think about like what you said, and, and I was just having this conversation with someone else about um, kind of, you know, getting all of these requests and always saying yes, and then feeling resentful. And I think that also really does us a disservice. And I think that because then we can't, we can't separate um, a, um, you know, kind of a simple yes from a, from a more in-depth yes. It just, everything starts to feel uncomfortable. And so I think it's really important for us to set clear boundaries so that yeah. when, so that, that when you do want to or need to say yes to something, you can say it with a full heart. Instead of saying yes to everything and then feeling resentful about it, whether it's one little tiny, tiny thing that's like, why am I feeling so resentful about this one little silly thing? Or if it's this huge, like, I've got to travel out of the state, you know, like, yeah. so kind of really getting, again, back to like your values or what, or thinking through, like, I want to travel four times a year for business or, you know, and, and these are two events that are really important to me. So I'm going to get those on the calendar and then I'm going to leave myself open to two more opportunities, um, you know, things like that. And so with boundaries, I mean, what are your recommendations for people to start if they want to start setting better boundaries? Boundaries is a word that comes up a lot when you build a business, a lot, a lot when you do all of these things. So where do you start? Yeah. So I think it's always, whatever it is, whatever, when, when we're trying to make change, I think it's always starting small. Don't try mm -hmm. to overhaul your life in one fell swoop. You know, don't try to set a boundary around everything. And I find, I don't know if you find this, but I find that because my business is a little more like um, kind of encapsulated. It's a little bit easy for me to make. I feel like I'm much better at the finances in my business than I am at the finances in my, my personal world or, you know, I'm better. So, so wherever it is for you, start by setting a boundary there. The first boundary I recommend sending setting is setting specific work hours. Yep. So that's the first place. It's like, you're just creating a container because as entrepreneurs, we could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep. So I think when we have that mentality, then when we are with our kids or we are with our friends or our spouse or by ourselves, it, there's a, there's a voice in the back of our head that's saying, well, you should be working Yep. because you could be, yep. you could go open the laptop or you could check your email on your phone. So I think if the very first thing you do is set like your work hours, like, okay. And it can be different every day. Maybe it's Mondays. Yep. I work from nine to 11 and Yep. Tuesdays I work, you know, but setting, and I actually print out a calendar and I use a highlighter and like I highlight out like a weekly calendar and I have a resource that I can share with your audience too. But, um, you know, I highlight out, these are my work hours and then I can make the conscious decision to work outside those hours, but it's, but it's a decision that I have to make. It's okay. My work day ends at three. My kids are both, you know, off doing their own thing or they're outside. It's four what do I want to put into this time? Do I want to get um, a few more work things done? Do I want to pick up a book and read? Like I can make a much more conscious decision because technically my work day is over. Yep. Um, and I found that my productivity skyrocketed when yeah. I actually limited my work hours. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, I think that's a I great place. Start. Yeah. I would agree with that. A great place to start. Susan Hyatt gave me that advice years ago when I was still working a corporate job mm-hmm. and I was trying to get all the things done to start a business. And she said, you need to set work hours and you need to yeah. do what you can during those hours and, and, and prioritize and be done. And that's um, it. Cause then it forces you instead of saying, well, I'll do all the things because I've got all this time. No, now you've got this much t- counting up. Okay. How many hours a week is that? Is that a 10 hour week? Is that a 30 hour week? Is that a 50 hour week? Yeah. Hours? And then being really realistic. You know, when yeah. I make my clients do that, how many, like add up the time of the things on your to-do list, add up how much time you have to do them. And people are like, oh my gosh, I have 10 hours to do them. And I have 50 hours worth of tasks. No yep. wonder I feel unproductive and un, yep. you know, unaccomplished yep. and all of these things. Yeah. I will say when I stopped working all the time, because I, I did that in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, when I stopped working all the time, I, one of my own limiting beliefs was you are slacking. Mm-hmm. I was used to going, going, going. I was used yeah. to my, it's funny because my team will, will look at my calendar and say, you're one of the busiest people we've ever worked with. And I'm like, this is light. Yeah. Like if we go back to two years ago, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I, I didn't, this is, this is, I, I am not bragging. I, I, this is not anything to brag about. I didn't have room to go to the bathroom. Right. And so now that I have, and I lived that way for so long, just because I wasn't smart enough to, 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 to know better, but I have this time in my day and I literally am like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I said to Jenny, she the other day, I feel like a slacker. And I literally thought she was going to come through the phone. She laughed so hard. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's interesting to me, these tapes that just play over and over and over. So, okay, great. Start with setting work hours. That's the first boundary. Yep. Can you give us one more? What would the next place be that we would start? Yeah, so I think the next place is to get kind of back to what we were talking about with value. So we did one work one. So then I would set kind of a family one and I would say like, okay, what is really important? And I am such a firm believer in quality time with my kids mm-hmm. over quantity of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your kids are too. I think they would much rather have you really focused on them for a certain period of time, then kind of half there and kind of, you know, checking in on your phone for a longer period of time. Yeah. So I think that's the next piece. And again, it can be something that's kind of regimented. Like, um, you know, when my daughter is at her dance class, then my son and I go to the Starbucks across the street. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll, we'll do some reading or we'll work on his homework. So it can be something that's like that, or it can even just be on a daily or a weekly basis. And again, now that my kids are a little bit older, I can communicate that with them. So I can say, I need 30 more minutes to finish up what I'm working on. And then you and I are going to play a board game Yeah, or whatever it is. So I think it's all about that communication. And even if they're, even if they're little, it's still, it's conditioning you. Even if you're saying to your like nonverbal baby, um, I want you to lay on your play mat for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, and then I'm going to sing songs with you and, and do this. I think, I think that's the next place because then you can be, then you're going to take that 30 minutes. And then that's, that's the, the third piece is then do it. Yeah. Don't worry about, don't worry about it. Take the 30 minutes, do what you need to do. Then shut the laptop, put the phone away and spend, you know, and play the board game or whatever it is. Yeah. It, I think that's, uh, that's great. That's fantastic. I, it's one of the things that Hallianna and I actually have talked about when she's come on work trips with me. Um, and, you know, I have to work in the day and then we try to fill the night with things okay. for her. Like last year about this time we went to New York and I was filming, um, 
three days, two, three days straight. And it was boring for her. I mean, right. she could probably quote this stuff. She's heard it so much. It was boring. But then every night we put work up. Like I, I, I had a, a reception that I was invited to. I was like, nope, it's Hallianna's time. We saw three Broadway plays. We went to juniors. And so it was a magical experience. And that was sort of our negotiation. Like if you can show up and if you can just hang in there for mommy, because we didn't have childcare and would, you know, yeah. We're going to do these things. And, it, and it, she's old enough to where that was able to work. It was great. Wasn't ideal. I wish I, had, I, you know, I could have enjoyed the city with her all day, but it worked. Yeah, but that was a work trip. It was. You know, that yeah. was a work trip. And I think that's the other thing that we have to remind ourselves too. Like I always say, like, if you worked at Starbucks, you would not be expected to like engage your child. That's true. That's you know, true. While you're yeah. in the middle of your shift at Starbucks. Yeah, know? that's true. So we That's need true. to also, I think because we have the flexibility and because we have the ability to work from home and, yeah. and I, I mean, it's the same with like laundry or doing the dishes or whatever. Like I, these are my work hours. I don't throw in a load of laundry, even though the I, washing machine is right there. Like I'm the same way, you know, if yeah. these are my work hours, you know, these are my work hours. And, and I hear that when it's like, Oh, I got to run to the grocery store and I got to do that. Not during yeah. my work hours. Yeah. Because, and that's what setting those, that's what setting those boundaries. These are my work hours, which means during these hours I work. And then during these hours, I do other things. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard it said at, at one point, you want to act like uh, when you walk into your workspace that you're in an office with the CEO and, and, you, and, 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 and you wouldn't say to the boss, even if you are the boss, you wouldn't say, I'm going to run to the grocery store. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go throw some laundry in. I'm you just don't do it. And that was one of the most amazing, I don't know who said it, but it was one of the most amazing pieces of advice I have ever been given. And I give it all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, we don't throw laundry in. No. Right. No, we don't, we, no, we don't throw something in the crock pot. Like right. that's just not what we that's do. Just not what we, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just heard, I think it was the ladies from being boss. I just heard them speak on their book tour. And I think, I, and I think one of them said, and I love this idea too, even if you work from home, um, she talks about how she leaves her house and like walks around the block and then walks into her, into her office. And I love that because I also think that like that little bit of movement, getting some fresh air, getting some sunlight is really a great way to start your day. And, but that, that physicality of I am leaving home yep. and now I am coming to work. I love that just little mental trigger. I do it um, every day. Right? I go to Starbucks exactly. every day and get my Starbucks and walk into my office and shut and have on heels, even though my bedroom is right there and yeah. I shut the doors and, and that's what we do. And now you're at work. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. I heard Danielle Laporte say one time, she said, you know, and, and I don't know, just because she is really, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that this would come out of her mouth. Um, she said something about she was taking, she, they were going on a trip to Hawaii, she and her son, I think it was Hawaii. And she had, it was supposed to be a work-free trip, technology-free trip, and, and something had come up and she was on the iPad in the airport and her son said, mom, you're on the iPad. And she said, I am. Something's come up. I'm not going to be on the iPad the whole time. I'm totally misquoting what she said. Right. But get over it. We're going to Hawaii. Like mommy yeah. needs 10 minutes and then we're going to board the plane to be in Hawaii. So exactly. I think you can suffer through. Now, that right. is not the way she said it. Right, she right, right, right. So much more eloquently. So much more Danielle Laporte. But I was like, oh, even Danielle Laporte says it's okay occasionally, you know? It's okay. You know what? And I, I just read that quote too. Like some, you know, someone she's kind of branded herself as like the okayest mom. I'm the okayest mom. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? you know, I'm a good mom. I'm a good yeah. mom. My kids are happy. They're healthy. Yeah. They're friends. They're, they're doing, you know, they're doing what they need to at school. And you know what? Yeah. 
sometimes they watch too much, too much iPad time. Yeah. And you know, sometimes they, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, I'd like, look at my son. I'm like, wait, did you change your underwear? On your yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. You know, okay. Well do it tomorrow. I've yeah. literally said that before. I'd be like, be sure you change those underwear tomorrow. You know? So sometimes that happens. Yeah. You know so one of our favorite things to do, Hallie Ann and I, one of our favorite things to do is, um, and we just started this this year. We started listening to books together. Mm. We got this reading list from school and we've started listening to books and it's great because when I put her to sleep or when we, which, which, when she goes to bed at night, I'll crawl in bed with her and we'll listen to a book for a little while. And then we listen to a book on the way to school. And so we've read like seven books in the last few months, but it's, it's been great because it's fostered really good communication. Uh, and so, yeah. Do you have a favorite thing that you do? Like you talked about Starbucks with your son. What about with your daughter? Oh, well, it's so girly. Like she and I just went and got pedicures. Oh, my favorite. So fun. So my fun. Favorite. But um, the reading definitely for both my kids. We try to each have a book um, that I'm reading with just that kid. And, and with my, actually with both of them, but especially with my son, we'll trade off reading. Um, yeah. So he'll read a little bit and then I'll read a little bit. And with my daughter, sometimes we trade off or sometimes I just read to her. Um, but I think that's really um, important. And then it's just those moments of, for, for me, really making sure like in the, in the morning that I just kind of check in with them and, you know, and, and really I'm, I am lucky that I do most of the school pickup. Um, and so I really get that time of like, what did you do at school today? Who'd yeah. you play with at recess? What, you know, I try to kind of know what's, what their, their teachers are really good about kind of sending home what they're working yeah. on the classroom. So then that prompts me to be, be like, you know, Hey, you're doing this project about the gold rush. You know, what did you learn today? Yeah. And so just yeah. really having those moments where they, you know, they can connect. And again, back to that communication piece where yeah. I just try to be really clear with them. Like, Hey, I need, I need, I'm going to be filming a video. I need 15 minutes. Then I want to hear about this. Or then I want to talk about this. Have you heard my story about, um, I don't know why you would have heard my story, but, uh, last year, last year, last year, Hallie and I got in the car and she's like, mom, I'm doing this project on John F. Kennedy or something. And she starts asking me questions about president Kennedy. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, God, you really don't know a lot, mom. And so I was like, okay, well, obviously I need to read up. So she was doing this big project, kind of like the gold rush thing. And so I read up on John F. Kennedy and we went to lunch and we were talking about all the things that we had learned. And, um, she says to me, I think I was asking her questions. I don't remember. But anyway, she, she said something about, well, JFK went to Princeton and I was like, no baby, all the Kennedys went to Harvard. And she said, JFK went to Princeton mommy. And I was like, baby, I just read four books about the Kennedys. I'm, I'm positive. They all went to Harvard. The father went there that blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why don't you Google it? I was like, okay, I will Google it. And so I Google it. And it says something like John F. Kennedy's first year of college was at Princeton. And then he transferred to Harvard. And I'm like, oh my God, my, my yeah. kid. I'm like, she said, I didn't say he graduated from there. I said he went there. I was like, okay, great. Yeah. But it's such a great memory. It's silly, but just, you know, she was asking yeah, me all these things. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I need to educate myself. And then we go to lunch. It's just, I don't know. It's just a fun memory. Yeah. What's your favorite book you read? Your son's 10? Yeah. Just What's about your favorite book y'all read? You know, we just read Wonder together. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. 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 So we read that. And um, yeah, now 
now we just start. We just started. I don't know, spy school or something like that. But. Fuzzy Mud is a good one if you okay. haven't read it. Um, no, I haven't it, read that one yet. It's an award winner, and we just finished it. Um, Howling and OBTN this month. We just finished it, so you'll you should add that. We should exchange reading lists. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna wrap up, but before we do, I want to talk just a little bit. I want to shift. First of all, thank you for all the 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 genius that you've shared with us about being a mom, being a CEO, and and giving us permission to a you know, get rid of the mommy guilt, B, giving us some really tangible tips, which I love about setting boundaries and about, you know, setting work hours and it's, and, 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 and also being honest with yourself. If you got 50 things on your to-do list and it's going to take a hundred hours to do it and you got 10 hours, like, I mean, even I know that math. Is math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's like math doesn't change. It is constant, sweetie. So the numbers have to add up. But I'd love to talk about just really quickly, if you have time, sort of your entrepreneurial journey, because I've known you as long as I've known just about anybody in this industry, which says so much about you. And so I think we were talking before, before the show, we've known each other since 2013. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And were you doing the same thing back then? Well, so really interesting because I was thinking about before our interview too, just about our, our history and our relationship. And, um, one little thing that you said, um, I was at a retreat that Jenny, she was hosting and you were a, a guest, um, a guest expert and a guest, um, speaker there. And so when I first started, I mean, to like sum up my background is actually in fitness and in health. And that's my college degree. And I was doing a lot around women's health and fitness, specifically, um, pregnancy and postpartum fitness. And what I found was in the area that I live, I had a lot of women when they were pregnant or, you know, had a newborn that, um, had really high powered careers, had Ivy league degrees. And now they were in that place of, do I go back to work? do I leave this baby at home, you know, with a nanny or do I go back to work because, or do I leave this career that I've built and, you know, I've spent all this and I love it and I love using my, like, how do I choose? And so that was really a point in, because I had been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've actually never had a corporate job, never kind of had a nine to five job. So that was really a point in my journey where I was talking with all these, these moms about, gosh, you've got these amazing skills. What if you, what if I started calling us the moms in the middle? Like what if instead of being a stay at home mom or being a working mom, what if there was a third option? And so really started talking to these women about how they could turn their, their passion or turn their, either turn their passion into a business or turn their career into something that, that would have more flexibility. And that was really the start. I had been doing a lot of business consulting for my in, in the fitness world. So that was really where I started blending these two together. But I really, I was, I was at this event. Um, there were about 12 amazing women there, some of whom are my closest friends today. And we were talking about kind of what motivates us. And all of these people had these really profound, like they wanted to help their clients and that they'd had these experiences. And I just, and I remember kind of, I think I cried because I remember just thinking like, I want to, I want to make, change for my family. Like I want to run this business because I, my, my husband has a very, or had, he's since changed his job too, but a very stable job and he provided for us. But, but I ne- but our situation wasn't going to change. You know, he was going to get the same amount, maybe a 2% raise every year. Yeah. And I really saw my business as if our lifestyle was going to change, if I was going to be able to provide um, for my kids and if, at college and travel and whatever, like that it was going to be up to me. And so all these women are talking about these ways that they're, that they were motivated 
to, to help their client to change the world. And I talk about guilt. Like I was feeling horribly guilty because I was motivated by, I was motivated by a lifestyle I want. And you said to me, and I wrote it in that notebook and I circled it in about 14 times. It is okay to be motivated by the lifestyle that you want. And I just got chills again when I said it. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. This was January of 2014. And I was really on the fence there with, was my business about health and fitness? That's was right. my Yeah. Was my business about kind of helping, uh, helping moms find something they were passionate about? Because that was kind of the direction I was going. But what I realized is that I was really passionate when moms found a passion around running a business. And all of a sudden, when you said it was okay to be motivated by the lifestyle I want, not only was that okay for me, but it was okay for me to want that for my clients. Oh, and so my entire business changed. And I, and I, that was when I said, no, I want to focus on helping my clients make money. And I want to help. I want to focus on helping my clients build businesses where they can do these two things together. And I want them to be, I want them to be motivated by the lifestyle that they want for themselves and for their kids and for their communities and their families and womanhood as a whole. And that was a really big turning point for me in my business. And now I talk a ton. I had such poor money mindset and, and, you know, and, you know, was it yucky? Was I yucky for wanting to make money and all of those things? And that was a big, big turning point for me. And I'm so excited that now I get to share that message with my clients as well. I love that. I, I think that, and I don't know why this is, I, I, I've, I've studied so much about the differences between, you know, the male brain and the female brain. I don't know why women, myself included, can get wrapped around the axle about with a crappy money mindset. Not that men don't, but women seem to struggle with it more, at least in, in my opinion. But I think that the, the thing that the, the thing, there, there are two things about that that are so important. Number one, making money and helping others are not, don't have to be mutually exclusive. Exactly. And exactly. anybody who tells you that they're not motivated by a lifestyle or by making money is straight up lying to you. I agree. Now, unless it's a nonprofit or, or charity. Like, yeah, some trust fund or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does this. And works this hard? No. Yeah. No. Well, here's another statistic. And I know you know this statistic and you talk about it too, but women are, women are starting businesses. Women are, are opening businesses. 40% of new businesses are started by women, but women are only making 4% of the revenue. Yep. And that's something that's that, shocking, shocking. And, and, and I think that exact, again, like we could start going off on, you know, society and the patriarchy and all those things, but that's, I think that exact thing that we were just talking about, that we are somehow told that all of our efforts have to be altruistic and that all of that, we're not allowed to make money and that we're not allowed to charge what we're worth. And we're not allowed to, you know, whatever this, that, and the other thing that we have to have, we can't build our program because we'll lose that personal connection with our clients, or we can't do this, that, or, you know, oh, my clients can't afford this, or that's why we're making 4%. That's exactly right. It's exactly and, right. Yeah. We, I, I completely we owe agree. It, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our kids. We owe it to our community to, to do our good, to to put our services into the world. Yeah. And you owe it to your clients. I mean, you know, the, the, the most altruistic thing that I can think of is 
if, if you have a product or service that can change somebody, you've heard me say this life, health, business, and weight, and you don't tell someone about it, yeah. you are essentially saying, I'd rather you suffer yep. and then go through the discomfort of learning how to talk about how I can help you. And, and, and so I, you know, I, again, it goes back to everything I believe that selling is helping. You were exactly. put here, you have a mission, you have people to help. And in the interim, it's okay to help yourself too. Exactly. Like, it's okay. The two are not mutually exclusive. Well, Megan, I, I have, um, I, I Googled, not Googled, but in my, in our Gmail, I, I looked up your name and I found, and I'll have to shoot it to you. I found the email where I followed up with you after our first, our only mini session. We had a mini session in 2013. You were doing, I believe if I, the details from the follow-up are sort of uh, not exactly clear, but doing some sort of like in-person something with moms and you were looking to sell them into a program. Does this, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about the importance of follow-up email. And I think it was one of the first times you had written follow-ups. And I was like, my gosh, look at this. Look how far this powerhouse woman has come. It's an honor to know you and to have known you for this long. You're really impressive. I feel the exact same way. And thank you so much. And just thank you for all of you, all that you do and all that you put out into the world for all of us, because we're yeah. all like rising tides raise all boats and we're all benefiting from it. Oh, that's beautiful. Rising tides raise all boats. Like beautiful. We will put the link to Megan's website in the, in the Facebook comments and on the podcast for everybody. I'm going to go in and do that right now. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I think that the overarching thing that I'm taking away from today is there's no one way to do it, right? There's no one way. It's Absolutely. up to you. You get to decide. And that's probably one of the reasons you chose this career. So exactly. put the guilt away, set some boundaries and get out there and do it. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much. I believe in you and I believe in your business and I believe in your ability to be a great mom and a powerhouse CEO. You can do it. Let's go.